Welcome everyone to level 857 video game podcast, the highest level for raw, unfiltered gaming commentary for the more mature gamer. Yeah. And if you're watching this right now, you can tell just by watching, you know, our beer selections to know that it's for the more mature gamer. We like beer. That's only for people who are watching. It's only for people who are watching. Cheers. Yeah. Or immature. It's fine. (laughs) If you're immature, you can still watch the podcast. We're not going to discriminate with your host, Turbo 857. Sticks. Algae 857. The 23rd Stallion. And your boy, Big Chaco. What up? All right. So if you don't know, today's a very, very special show. We got something special for you. Absolutely. Make sure you guys know to watch Wednesdays live, 8 o'clock p.m. Well, actually, every other Wednesday. That's when Level 857 Video Game Podcast is going to be streaming on Twitch. But we're also available on all podcasting services. Radio Public is what you want to listen to if you want to give us the most support. So make sure you remember that. And make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts. Because as soon as one of those hits 500 subscribers or followers, we're going to be doing a hot sauce challenge. Seeing which one of us is going to be able to take the heat. Hot sauce on the wings. It's going to be the bomb hot sauce. I think I'm going to be the winner. Nope. Probably not. (laughs) But subscribe to the channel because we got people joining every single day. So get on that. That's right, baby. All right. And so without further ado, we bring you the man, the myth, the legend. With over 30 years of experience in the game industry, countless eclectic video game soundtracks. You may catch him rocking out on a stage near you or touring worldwide with his orchestrated concert, Video Games Live. He now has Super Saiyan-like power as the president of Intellivision Entertainment. Tommy Tallarico. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I've been waiting two months to say that. You guys. All right, Tommy. How's it going? How's it going, yeah, man? Hey, Grella, thanks for having me on. Hey, b- before we begin, though, I got to get everybody's name here. So I'm, yeah. you know, uh, I've been watching you guys now for about the past couple weeks, but I got to get the names down. So can we go from like left? Yeah. To to right. Like yeah, start yeah. start with uh start right here. two at a time, douche douche. He's got the shirt. Look at that people. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Real okay, name is so you gotta introduce me to you so I know your name. Yeah, okay. that's right. Real name is Eric, but I go by the twenty third stallion. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna call you Eddie Gordo. <laughs> Done. Okay. <laughs> My name's an easy one, it's Alvin, but um you can call me the Algae eight five seven. I'm going to call you Drake, but okay. Uh, yes. uh, there we go. I get it all the time. I get it all the time. Look at that. That's like a G.I. Joe beard. You ever have a G.I. Joe when you were growing up? Yeah. The shit yeah, was like yeah, so yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. My man works on his beard. It's, it's props for that. Okay, next up, Dr. Yeah. Dre. <laughs> my name is Jason, and I go by Sticks. Sticks. Okay, yeah. my man. And then, uh, okay, go ahead. Kevin, Turbo 857. Now, okay, well, I'm seeing, I'm picking up a little Chris Brown vibe here, but, but, just, no, no but, 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 but only in looks. That's a good thing. That, right. That's a compliment. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. you beat your wife. Yeah. I'm just saying. I just about to say, not in like a Rihanna, Chris Brown. No, not in a like Rihanna kind of me too way. I'm talking about just, you know, not, she my man here, I'm not going to mess with him because yeah, I want him on my side in my yeah. corner. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. What, And this is your boy, Eric, also known as Big Chocolate. Awesome. Big chocolate. I like that. <laughs> you will never forget that. Yes. Never. 
That's, I, I would have came up with that one on my own. So that's it. You're, 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 you're. All right. <laughs> I would have said, yeah, that's big chocolate. You said, that's right. Um, all right. So thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks well, for coming on. Well, thanks yeah. for giving us your time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we've waited a long time for this, man. So yeah. well, I, yeah. I got to ask, when did yeah. you did, did you do that shirt for this show today, yes. or did you? Ab- you absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just didn't know if you. Yeah, I've that, been like, thinking about it for a long time, and I'm like, I'm gonna get this done for the show. Fuck that. <laughs> <That's great>. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And if you can't see it, tell, explain them what it is. Yo, it's just your head on yeah. Kratos's body with the two girls, and it says two at a time. Good deeds. <laughs> you got to send me that JPEG. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and just for those who don't know, we've been doing this meme. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing this before memes were even around. Yeah. 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 So I would say when when you guys did the uh, on Electronic Playground, when you guys did the review. Electric before, Playground, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Electric Playground. Um, <laughs> electric Playground. Electric Playground. <laughs> um, you did the review for God of War. Yeah. And, God of War, yeah. Yeah. And you said. Two at a time, Gadish Dish. <laughs> when they were talking about the uh, the the two girls, when you when yeah, you, yeah, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. the sex scene, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we've been saying that since the release of that, yeah, yeah, till 2005, now, two thousand five, two thousand five till now, yeah, it's, that's been that's an inside, hilarious. That's yeah. been an inside joke at our place for the longest time. No yes. matter what, it's oh always been. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got two at a time, Dish Dish. <laughs> no one's <laughs> always been saying. No one's known what yeah, the heck we were talking about. You do it better than I do. He's had a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah, a lot of practice. <laughs> so just a quick question where did that that would have been uh when did god of war come out that would have that been uh, what 11 years ago yeah. yeah yeah around that yeah 2005 that's 14 years ago Jesus. so we've been uh, waiting forever a to long ask time you. to carry on a joke <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still going. i love it um so we've been waiting to ask you where did that come from we, and, <laughs> well, and how did my, and how did Vic take that on the show? Because he, he looked well, up, he, he looked, looked so uncomfortable. He looked uncomfortable well, when you yes, were doing that it. Was, exactly. That was my whole plan. Whenever I would do the show, we started the show in 1994, mm-hmm. and uh, it started airing in in 95. And I was on it for 12 years. Uh, I had to leave in 2007 because I had started video games live at that point, and I was I was doing I had a, you know the music and sound design career in the game industry. I had started uh, Game Audio Network Guild, a nonprofit organization to help composers and sound designers uh, in the game industry. And then also now, you know, doing the TV show and then video games live. So I was on there for 12 years. And my whole uh, purpose of being on the show was to make Vic feel as uncomfortable as possible. That was my goal. Going in, we didn't have scripts. We didn't, have, you know, it was just like you guys. It's just like friends yeah. Yeah. talking yeah. about games, yeah. you know? And, and I think that's why it worked. This is before YouTube, before all that stuff, as oh, yeah. you know, you know, we were the original OG Siskel and Ebert of gaming, you know. Um, I was watching that before it came on G4. Yeah. 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 But yeah. 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 yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. G4 wow. was 2002, I think it started. But mm, but right. yeah, we were doing it in 94, 95. Yeah. And, and I, that particular thing. And it's funny because Vic's like the polite Canadian. And, and he really is like that in person. He's a super oh, nice guy, super polite, wow. always conscious of, you know, uh, people's feelings and stuff like that. Uh, and so he's the super, uh, you know, Canadian, uh, polite Canadian. And I'm like the East Coast loudmouth Italian. And so <laughs> it was just it works because we have so much in common and so much respect for each other. Right. But we couldn't be more opposite on certain things, mm. you know, like certain games or certain politics or certain music or certain food. So it was already funny. But when you have that kind of respect for each other, you can give each other crap and it, and it comes across 
not as uncomfortable to the audience. Right. It comes across as kind of funny and endearing. And so that was our, but we weren't like doing a shtick. We were just kind of like, but I knew if I could trigger him <laughs> to be uncomfortable, I knew it made for great TV. And so Gadoosh actually comes, if you want to know the secret, because no one's ever asked that before. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's something that Andrew Dice Clay would say. Oh, and, nice. That's awesome. Dice man. That's awesome. Yeah. And so being an East Coast Italian back in the day, growing up, you know, being a teenager, uh, well, actually, was, I was older than a teenager, I think, when Dice first came out. Maybe not. Maybe late teens. Hmm. You know, we recited that. Me and my brother would recite that line for line. So <laughs> I think uh, the gadoosh douche came from that. And when, when he was, you know, explaining uh, being with a being with a woman. So <laughs> I, I felt it was appropriate. Do it a time. It all makes sense now. Yeah. All right. That's all right. Yeah. Awesome, that was that was. We really want to know what that was yeah, about. Yeah, I, I was dying to <laughs> know. So awesome. So yeah, awesome. man. So we're going to get a little personal, if you don't mind, to start off. Yeah, do it. Yeah. The All more right. controversial, the better. <laughs> Where were you? Where were you last night? No, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is it controversial? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Shannon, come up here. <laughs> the guy's got a question for you. <laughs> Well, we'll start off a little simple and easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we'll start over here. Oh, I've actually, oh I, I actually have a question you for you. Uh, what's your favorite video game genre? Genre? Um, I, I, I think like probably like third party action or third uh, third person uh, action adventure, you know, Tomb Raider, Metal Gear, okay. Uncharted. Okay, okay. Um, Shadow of the Colossus, Ooh, okay, Zelda, okay. Nice. you know that 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 kind of uh, that that kind of vibe like that. Yeah, I'm not a big first person shooter, not uh, dude. Neither, um, neither am I. But I always, I, I always, I always love, <laughs> I, you yeah, know, right. Prince of Persia and yes. and um, the time, amazing. I mean, Shadow of the Colossus is one of my favorites. Beyond Good and Evil, if you yeah. guys remember that one, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, a, a good game. one. Okay, one. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so action adventure. And yeah, yeah. Who else wants to ask? Um, I have a uh, personal question. Uh, pretty similar to what um, Jay just said. Uh, if actually, this is probably one of the <laughs> toughest questions anyone can answer. But off the top of your head, what is your favorite go-to game all time? Um, it, it, it's I'm going to answer it two ways because if I if I was on a desert island yeah, and I had to play yeah. one game exactly. for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. It would be different. That game would probably be like Red Dead, Ooh. Oh, the okay. first one, first not one. the second one. Okay. I like the first one better. Um, revolver, but, but <laughs> Red Dead Revolver. <laughs> but but like I thought Super Mario World mm. as a oh. piece of art, as a piece of work from mm. finish to end, was like one of the most perfect games on the Super Nintendo, Super Mario World. The graphics were ahead of its time. Yeah. The music by Koji Kondo. Miyamoto's a genius. Yeah. Every pixel was just, every jump was perfect. And it just felt so right. And so Super Mario World's probably my, I think the highest I would give a game. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't bring that to a desert island because once you get all the stars and it's like the same old thing. <laughs> it's pretty much done. Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas with Red Dead, sandbox game, you could kind of do what you know, do a lot of different stuff. So um, that would be my answer. Shadow of the Colossus and Beyond Good and Evil are also up there. But. Awesome. Okay. 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 So I mean, I guess I'll, I'll ask one. Um, I've seen that you're a huge, huge Spider-Man fan. Mm. 
Yes. Right? Okay, so uh, how did you feel about when he was taken out of the MCU and then recently returned to? Yeah, you know, um, I, I knew they would work it out. I, there's too much <laughs> money at stake. There was yeah. too much fandom uh, lash, you know, backlash. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I'm like, well, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, they'll work it out. They, they got to work it out because it's beneficial for both sides. Yeah. It really Absolutely. is when you think about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was happy to see, I, I think he's the best of the best. Tom Holland is just like, man, I mean, he's, three, just, he's the best of you. Such a great, to me he is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would rate him, uh, first, um, and then, um, the, not the dude Garfield. from the electric company. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, remember that Spider-Man in the Soviet Union? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, no, I list him first. I, I put Tobey Maguire third. Third, okay. really? Actually, oh. I yeah. remember we spoke yeah. about this. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I I'm not mad at You know what it was? Mm -hmm. I was okay with him. He was a little timid. He wasn't nerdy enough. Mm -hmm. But by the third mm -hmm. movie, when he all went emo, no, I'm no, like, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I checked out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it's not his fault. It I wasn't mean, his fault. But Spider-Man 2, not, though. <laughs> Spider-Man 2 was one of the best ones. With Doc Ock? That's a lot. It was definitely one of the best superhero movies ever, but. Yeah. Three, yeah. 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 Three did damage. So. <laughs> right. Three yeah. did a lot of damage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I just I just the, the whole play I mean just Tom Holland plays Peter Parker mm. yes. mm -hmm. like Peter Parker from the comic book. Yes. yes. Yeah. He's Agreed. young, he's kind of inexperienced, Agreed. he's he's funny, he's got the wit, but he's yeah. kinda of out of his league, out of his element mm -hmm. at first. So I just I just love it. Okay. Agreed, okay. Man. And you were drinking over there. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> My personal question is kind of tied to the uh, controllers for the Amica, uh, Miko. Oh, well, so we have a personal question? Yeah, no. That's, <laughs> well, we're going to we're doing personal questions you could first. Do, do you guys have a lot of personal questions? So I don't yeah. want yeah, 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 to get into it. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. I have a personal question. Yeah, yeah. Um, You seem to have an unyielding will to succeed. Do you yes. have any advice for guys like us that are trying to get to the mountaintop? <laughs> Absolutely. That's a, that's a great question. And... Um, First of all, you know, people who are successful never just like got there the easy route. People who made it way. on their own, right? Mm -hmm. And so along the way, you gotta you gotta look at the top of the mountain. You have to you have to approach everything and you have to see the top of the mountain. You say, Okay, that is my goal, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how many times you slip how many boulders or barriers they put in your way. You just got to keep climbing. And all you have to think about is the top of the mountain and no one's going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop. I don't care what the weather is. I don't care if rocks are falling on me. I'm going to make it to the top of that mountain no matter what. And you keep that positive attitude no matter what happens. And then what you'll find is that when you reach the top of the mountain, that mountain, your goal, that goal that you have, your vision, your dream, mm. you'll be able to look around and go, holy crap, I'm on the top of this mountain. I worked my butt off and I know I can do anything now. I have that confidence. I always knew I could do it. I worked hard. I did it. And then you're at the top of the mountain and then you're looking around and seeing all these other mountains. And you start climbing. You more. have that confidence and go, you know what? 
I can go climb that mountain or I can climb that mountain and I can climb that mountain. So the whole thing, keeping a positive mental attitude is so, so important. And I'd recommend for all you guys or anyone listening to this, go check out it. And I think it's free on Netflix. And I know you can, you can watch it on YouTube. There's a, it's a documentary. It was based on a book, but it's called the secret. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, I know, yeah, I read I know that, that book. Yeah. We're all familiar. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar yeah. with that. Okay, you gotta, but here's the thing. A lot of people read The Secret, right? Mm-hmm. And it talks about, like, my vision board sitting right here. Um, you gotta think it and feel it every day. You know, so it's yeah. like, it's one thing to watch the thing. Millions of people watch that show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, w- watch that movie. But how many people actually... actually listen to it, what it's saying every single day, not every other day, you wake up in the morning and you stare and you say, okay, I'm envisioning myself where I'm going to be in a year or where I'm going to be in two years or whatever. You can't stop doing that. It can't Mm -hmm. be at the, like for me personally, like I'll put a picture like on my cell phone, right? Like this, Hmm. this, uh, I'm a big Ferrari guy, a Ferrari collector. Hmm. And, um, and so I have my next Ferrari that I want. I put it as my background picture on my phone. So every single day I look at my phone, boom, my goal's right there, whether it's conscious or subconscious, you know, and that's a material thing, of course, but on my vision board here that I look at every day, you know, it, it has, you know, in television, Amico, it has all of the goals, all of the things I, I want to accomplish. I think about it every day and I focus on it. So that'd be my, uh, you know, that, that'd be my advice. Never give up. And you'll get to the top of that mountain because you have to understand a million other people are trying to get there too. Everybody mm-hmm, who right. walks around right. this universe or rock, walks around this planet, they all have a dream. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a dream inside, but the difference between the 1% that makes it and the 99% who don't is that those 1% wanted it more. Mm-hmm. And they yes. never, ever gave up. So don't ever listen to anyone who says, Oh, he was lucky or, oh, you need to be, have luck. Screw that. There's no such thing as luck. You can create your own luck. You can create your own, when things happen, you can be there at the right time in the right moment, but you know, you have to know how to react and how to talk to someone or, or, or sell yourself in that moment. Hmm. That's not luck though, right? right? You can create your own circumstances. So forget luck, throw it out the window and you just work at it every day and never take no for an answer, ever. I, I believe yeah, that awesome. because yes. I, this whole interview this whole actually interview. happened. You know, we were yeah. actually talking we before. Were talking yeah. before. Yeah. We were like, um, yeah. yeah, wouldn't it be cool if, if Tommy just responded to uh, to one of our tweets? Of, you know, yeah. And it happened, and, and right? It happened. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> you visualized it and it happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what the secret's all about. You yeah. got to live by it. Live yeah. by it. It's fun. It's fun to visualize yourself mm-hmm. behind the wheel of a Ferrari. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that's fun. And the funny, the funny thing is, when we we're having that conversation, I'm like, it all started with good deeds. <laughs> that's that's yeah. crazy, yeah. crazy shit right there. It all goes down to good deeds. It all comes around. Doing time, comes bringing around. people together. Yeah, I love yeah, it. All comes around. Oh, okay, okay. That's, awesome. that's definitely inspiration. Um, yeah, I got, I got Tommy Tallarico. Yeah, <laughs> I got another question for you. Okay, so yeah. uh, if you guys don't know. Tommy is a very, very talented musician. So uh, what is it? Um, Of all the paths that you can choose or could have chose in a music career, what inspires you to scoring video games? And uh, what creative process 
what is the creative process you do when uh, creating a video game soundtrack? Do you start with the drum pattern or melody? That was that was a great, great question. Yeah, that so was my question for me, my two greatest loves growing up were always video games and music. Those are my two greatest loves. And my grandfather uh, always uh, always told me, you know, um, you know, whatever you choose as your career, choose something that you love to do because then it will never feel like work, yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, the reason I was so into music was my, my cousin is Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. His, his real name is Steven Tellerico. Mm. And so I would see him you know, on the side of us, you know, the families usually, you know, would stand on the side of the stage and I, I was eight years old or whatever, seeing him perform to like 20,000, 30,000 people. And to me, he was just cousin Steven. So I'd look at it and I'd look out and I'd go like, oh, wow, that, that looks like a fun job. That's what I want to do. Like I never, I never thought it was some impossible dream. It was just like, you know, that's, that's his day job or whatever. So, um, so I was always into the music thing, uh, inspired by by Steven, and um, and then of course video games. And to me, video games, especially growing up in the '70s and, and '80s, video games to me were were something that, when I think of video games, I think of my childhood and spending time with my mom and dad and my little brother and my best friends from back in the day getting to get like some of our some of my fondest memories uh you know we'd go on trips and we do go to different things but some of my fondest like day-to-day -day memories is playing video games with with my family with my friends you know and and that's really the whole basis of of why you know i created amico and 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 what our focus is is to kind of bring that bring that back but um but yeah, that that's how I I got into it. I just I combined my my two greatest loves. Um, but for um, the the other question about how I go about composing, I'm a, probably a little different than than most people in that I never went to school for music. So so I just learned to play by ear. I was playing piano when I was three, guitar by the time I was five, and I would just like copy music i would listen to so so um you know i'd copy beethoven on the piano or, or elton john or billy joel uh and then i would uh on guitar you know i was in 1977 or 78 i was 10 years old and van halen's first album came out so i was mm -hmm. i was copying van halen and aerosmith and and led zeppelin and boston and that's how i'd kind of learn how to play guitar um, so for me, when I sit down to create a soundtrack to a video game, mm. what I'll do is I just, I just play the game with no audio mm. oh. and I just play it and I just wait for mm. stuff oh. to pop into my head. Oh, wow. You know, like I'm focused, I'm concentrating on right. what would sound really cool here. If I could mm. have like any, like, I think anyone can do this. Anyone yeah, yeah. can like just turn the sound off on a game <laughs> yeah. or in a movie and start like imagining yeah. what would be the most epic, cool music to hear during that scene. Right. And then when once I get and, and there's a lot of crap. There's, oh no, that right, sucks. Right, right, right. Ah, that was okay. <laughs> and then you'd get that one like, oh my god, that'd be so awesome. Then I run to my piano and try to figure out what I'm hearing in my head. So mm. I'll sit there for like. 10, 15 minutes, just tapping on notes, going, playing by ear, going, oh, what do I do in my head? Or sometimes I'll go up to a computer that has like, you know, a whole orchestra on it and figure 
you know, all that stuff out. But for me, I typically do the percussion last because you, you specifically mentioned uh, percussion. Yes. I kind of do that at the end because percussion, you can layer so much stuff. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, and it's a different type of music. I'd say for like like rock and roll, you mm. kind of do the drums last for right. orchestral music. You kind of do the drums last. Okay. But certain music like like a lot of rhythm and blues or rap yes. music yes. would maybe start with a, the groove first and mm -hmm. the in the beat first so mm -hmm. it really depends on the style of music but mostly the stuff i do orchestral and rock mm. is mostly either guitar piano or strings first that's what i hear in my head okay. sometimes brass okay um and so i start with that and then start filling everything in after that wow nice okay nice. cool that's interesting I, I, got a, I got a quick story about the music thing too so oh, oh, I, was, okay. I was gonna say something uh, about that too. <laughs> okay but uh a quick thing you may not remember but uh i was it was probably about year 2000 or so or maybe 1999 or something it was a long okay. time ago and yeah. um i was on a message board and you happen to be on that message board. And was it a porn site? Might yes, it was. Two times. It was called It might have been, but um, <laughs> or as Don King says, dot 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 com gadoosh douche. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, oh. look that up on oh YouTube. Oh my goodness, guys. I gotta leave a link. Still can't we gotta put a link. Yeah, yeah, you gotta we'll, put that. We'll put the link. Go, go just put in YouTube, put in Tommy Tellerico, Don King, oh and then watch, and then watch, watch that. Watch that uncut, uh, unaired video of me interviewing Don King. It's, it's, oh, it's comedy man. gold. I watched it like six times. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it was a song. I asked you if. You would. Uh, I told you about falling from Earthworm Jim, which is one of the one of my favorite tracks. Oh, yeah, the bungee that. level. Yeah. Yes, yeah. what he's dropping, and it's still one of my favorite oh, tracks in all video game history. So. Oh wow! Cool. Thanks. But uh, <laughs> you're welcome. But um, I asked if you had the MP3 for it because it was way before. Like this is even before Napster, and it was not easy to get a track like right. that because this is yeah. not on Spotify or anything like that. But now it is. But um, <laughs> it, uh, you sent it to me. So, oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, you sent it to me, and that sounds was like awesome. something I would do. Yeah, so I like to say thanks because that was that maybe that that was an awesome gesture. So thanks. Oh, cool! I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I I like to get in and mix it up, right? I mean, you know, um, and and sometimes I get crap for it. Sometimes people are like, "Shut up! You shouldn't say anything. You should, you know, you should just focus on this or focus on." It's like, hey, look, I I, I want to. You know, I feel like I'm I'm not above anyone else. I, mm. I'm a fan just like everybody's a fan of this stuff. Mm. Yes, I make it and create it, but I'm also a fan of it, too. And so I'm not allowed to, like, go on message boards or make comments on YouTube or, yeah. you know, if somebody says something nasty about me. I, I'm like, you know what? I'm listening. And mm. fuck you, you know, no, <laughs> no, but, That's but, 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 you know, so what I'm, you know, I'm not allowed to do that. Like I don't have feelings or right. I'm supposed to just, you know, so it's like, you know, so I like to kind of go on there sometimes to maybe teach people a lesson too. you know, yeah. some negative mm. people. Yeah. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, look, if we met in person, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be saying yeah, the no. stuff you're saying. Oh, Give yeah. me a break. Serious, right. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, but I always try to be cordial with people, mm -hmm. no matter how hateful they are or negative they are. Um, but, you know, that that being said, I so I, I don't mind mixing it up and get my hands dirty um, because I'm I'm a fan just like everybody else. And, you know, so. Uh, but people are surprised sometimes when they see me comment on a, uh, <laughs> and I try to comment mostly. I, I try to focus on the positive stuff, right. mostly, mm. you know. Yeah. But I'm saying every once in a while there might be a little thing, and I'm like, 
I'll, I'll, you know, I'll talk back to him. Hey, thanks for the compliment jerk Um, (laughs) or whatever. But um, yeah, I try to always focus on the positive, but I'll get involved. Why not? Why shouldn't I? Absolutely. How many people from uh, G4 do you still keep in contact with? Uh, Let me see. Well, I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) still very good friends with, with Vic. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a guy, I I talked to Jeff Keeley once in a while. Um, I'm I'm good friends with Kevin Pereira. Yeah, Pereira. Uh, yeah. What up, um, <laughs> Tom Russo was somebody who was a producer of the show, and then he would take over for for me every once in a while. So, mm. uh, I'm I'm good friends with with Tom as well because he's actually his company's working on. He's one of the developers working on a game for us. Oh, nice uh, for Amico. Um, but uh, yeah, who else? I'm trying to think who else is uh, who else back that i really don't uh i really don't see too many folks uh oh um you know who i ran into uh not this past e3 but the mm. e3 before mm. was uh tina oh, from yeah. uh, g4 yes. tv yes, 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 yes. oh yeah okay. no the reason yeah. why we asked you because we uh we were actually in the, we were trying to do this a while ago but we were talking about doing a g4 tribute uh, podcast, yes. and yeah, yeah. That's one of the reasons why we asked because we're like, wow, you know, how cool would it be? If yeah, you, could, you know, we're yeah, no, I, I could get, I could get a hold of Tina. She probably knows a lot of, a lot. She probably stays in because one of the things uh, is that m- me and Vic hmm. uh, were never internal at G Four. Yeah, uh, we were the only show on the entire network, and we had two shows. We had Judgment Day right. and Electric Playground. Right. Um, and Judgment Day up in Canada was known as Reviews on the Run. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those two shows were the only two shows that weren't done internally right. at G4. So me and Vic were a little bit on the outside, although you know we would get together for gatherings and, and meet everyone. But everybody else kind of worked with each other and saw each other every day, mm. whereas you know Vic and I were were only you know we'd we'd pop in like every couple months or whatever. So because we were just producing shows, you know, in Vancouver, and they would uh, that's where Vic's company is, and he would just you know be cranking them, you know, cranking them out two a week. Two at a time! Yeah! yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> Keeping okay. that joke alive. Yeah. That's it. All right. So let's get into what everybody is uh is looking forward to here and let's talk about the Intellivision Miko. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh wait. So wait. uh Oh never mind. <laughs> I thought because I had another question, but Jesus. I'm like, you know what? Nah, I can ask you that later. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so who wants to start off with the questions? Actually, I, c- I could start off this. Uh, this is actually a question, mm. a personal question, but it also goes into the uh, the uh, Miko as well. Great. Um, the question is, <laughs> we're going out of order. <laughs> and I don't know if, the, if I don't know if anybody's ever asked you this, but um, how was it working with uh, Richard Branson at uh, Virgin Interactive? And um, uh, do you like if it's positive or negative or whatever it is? Yeah. Um, if it's positive, obviously. Uh, yeah. Do you emulate or try to emulate his leadership skills in, uh, you know, being, a, you know, as president of uh, Intellivision? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, so, yes, I, I had a very, very positive experience uh, with Richard Branson. I think he's one of the greats um, of all time, uh, especially for business. Right. Um, and and, you know, he I think one of the things that he showed me, I think it was my probably my first 
exposure uh, to someone so successful running a company, but he would get involved with, it doesn't matter if you were the janitor, the president or wow. anyone in between, you know, um, he would stop to talk to you. He wanted to know how you were doing this and that. Hmm. Um, I didn't get to see him a lot because he was based over in London. Yeah. But one of the things to remember about Richard Branson hmm. is that he started his Virgin Empire selling music door to door. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's wow. one of his big loves was Virgin. And of course, he started Virgin Records and all that. And so um, because I was like the music guy doing like, you know, cutting edge MIDI stuff and video games in the early 90s, whenever he would come in the office, hmm. he whenever he'd come to the Virgin headquarters uh, in Irvine, California, which oddly enough is about two blocks from where Intellivision is. And we have a lot <laughs> of the people who worked there back in the day working wow. at Intellivision now. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and and so he would come in, he goes, where's Tommy? Where's Tommy? And he and he would come and he would sit down with me because he, he was always interested in the kind of the music and, and the technology. Hmm. And then... Um, Gosh, I have so many Richard Branson stories. Um, but just just to give you an idea, like when I hmm. when I was going to go out on my own. So I worked at Virgin from like 1990 hmm. to 94. Right. And then by 94, um, you know, the, the guys who worked on Aladdin, they all left to form Shiny mm -hmm. and start Earthworm Jim. Yeah. And so I was working uh, at Virgin and then I was getting calls like EA because I, I had won best music of the year award four years in a row. Mm. So EA was calling me and Capcom was calling me and Namco was calling me and everybody under the sun was calling me Activision and they wanted me to leave Virgin and go work for them. Wow. And so, you know, it was David Perry, actually, the programmer of Aladdin, Earthworm Jim. Mm. Uh, he's the guy who created cloud gaming, basically. Yeah. Mm. Raised $50 million uh, with his company, Gaikai. Mm -hmm. Sold it to Sony for $380 million. It basically became PlayStation Now. Yeah. That was yeah. Dave Perry. I was the best man at his wedding. He was the best man at my wedding. Holy we shit. Best friends for 30 years. And he's one of the co-founders of Intel the new Intellivision with me as well. That, that being said, we have four people at Intellivision hmm. who started there in 1981. Wow. So it's still the same company. It's just right, kind of, right. you know, some yeah. of us new guys came in to, uh, to rejuvenate. But, um, but, I'll, so, but I'll give you an idea of Richard Branson, how cool he is. When everyone was trying to pull me out of Virgin, Virgin I said, you know what? I, I really should start my own company. That's what Dave said. He goes, just mm. go work for all of them. Mm. Like, don't, you don't have to leave <laughs> one and go work. Start your own. Right. And and I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. Mm. And I was so afraid uh, and nervous mm -hmm. because Virgin had given me my start, right? Mm. I was homeless. Mm -hmm. I, I was, I, I don't know if you know my story or not, but... I, I grew up in Massachusetts mm -hmm. and, you know, very tight, close Italian family. And I'm the youngest son, uh, youngest, youngest boy, uh, youngest child. And I left my parents crying on a doorstep um, in, uh, you know, because I was the first one out of the house. And now I'm going to California, 3000 miles away. Mm -hmm. And I just went by myself. Oh, I had wow. no job. No place to stay, no friends, no money. 
I'm just like, I'm going to California and I'm going to make it and nothing's going to stop me. And I got my little two seater car and I drove out West. My mom's crying. My dad's cheering up, you know, it's really emotional, especially again, coming from a close, close Italian family. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and when I got there, I was homeless. I was sleeping under a pier at Huntington beach. And, uh, and I, I, the first day I was there, I saw a newspaper I picked it up and I saw a job for selling keyboards at Guitar Center. So I went down there the first day I got to California and I said, hey, I want this job. I can sell anything. And they're like, okay, kids, start tomorrow. And I only had three T-shirts with me and a pair of jeans. Wow. And one of the T-shirts I had, now keep in mind this is 1990, one of the T-shirts I had was a TurboGrafx-16 T-shirt, <laughs> which had like not even come out in America yet. Wow. And and the way I got this shirt is I always used, because I was so passionate and loved video games, mm. I'd read every video game magazine. Well, mm. one of the game magazines, I think it was Electronic Games or something, um, had a thing in it where this company from Japan, TurboGrafx, is going to be at like this fair in Toronto. And so I, I had my, that like, this was the previous summer before I left for California. Right. I had my poor mom drive me like eight hours up to Toronto <laughs> just so I could stand in line. She wants to wow. like, you know, go on the rides with yeah. her son and everything. I'm like, no, we got to stand in this line for two hours. <laughs> Play Turbo Graphics. Wow. And then they wanted to know what I thought about it. So mm. they were kind of doing like free focus testing. Right. Bastards. And, yeah. and, and so I filled out this form. And because I did that, they gave me a TurboGrafx-16 shirt. Uh, and, and to me, this was like the greatest trophy in the planet. Right. You got to remember, this is before Hot Topic, uh, before yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. .coms. You know, this is, yeah. you know yeah, you, yeah, yeah. no one had video game t-shirts right. back then. So the first day of work, my <laughs> second day in California, homeless, I wear my TurboGrafx t-shirt. Wow. First person who walked in was a guy who worked for Richard Branson and they were starting Virgin video game company right down the street. Wow. He saw my shirt. He's like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, like, you know, how did you get that shirt? How do you know about? And I said, I know everything about video games. Give me a job. He said, okay. And I was hired as the very first game tester. And that's a perfect example. Like I was saying before about the whole luck thing. Mm-hmm. People were like, yeah, people yeah. might say, Oh, you were so lucky that that guy walked in. Are you kidding me? Right. Was it lucky that I that I cried myself to sleep every night, two weeks straight, driving out to California, missing my parents, right. not knowing if I was going to live or die mm. the next day, not having any money, taking the risk, taking all that shit, no. living out in the streets? You put yourself uh, out there. You know, is, is that lucky? Jeez, was that yeah. lucky? Bullshit, yeah. right? Yeah. I created I mean, my own luck, right? Work. So, um, and so I was, ve- I, I was very, very fortunate to have Richard Branson and Virgin and those people who hired me like in my life. And so now I want to leave them. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I'm just like, I felt so crappy about it. Mm. Well, Richard Branson, we were in Las Vegas at, um, it was at the, this was before E3. This was, we used to be at CES. That's where the video game industry Mm. was before it got its own show in the U S and I remember talking to him. I'm like, Richard, I, I need to talk to you about something. Mr. I'd say Mr. Branson. Um, and I said, look, I, I, you know, I've won all these awards and, and people are calling me and they're trying to get me to go work for him. But, you know, I, I I'm kind of thinking like I should start my own company and um, and, you know, but 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 honestly, like I, I'd feel bad that I'm leaving you 
leaving your your company and your team because right. you guys gave me my thing and I just don't feel right about it. Right. And he looked me straight in the eye and he, he put his hand right on my shoulder and he says, look, he goes, Tommy, if you don't start your own company, I'll be upset at you. What? So, <laughs> yeah. So that's that. that and, and he said, but on one condition, that's awesome. you have to sign a two year contract with us okay. that we get first right of refusal on you oh. anytime we want to do you to do the, the music for us. Really? So we're oh. going to be your first client. Oh, that's so, freaking awesome. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a dope ass deal. You start your own so company that, and you have that's Richard work. Branson. Wow, that's wow. Yeah, I've I've read stories about that, but I wanted to hear it, you know, from somebody that actually, yeah, yeah, you know, experienced. No, he's a great guy. He's that's obviously awesome. a great guy. Wow, that's awesome. All right, so let's get into this. Uh, yes, this controversy. No, Can I? And let me start by saying, guys, too, that like I saw your first video, which is why I I reached out to you, mm-hmm. and and I just wanna I just wanna commend you guys because, um, you know. You guys had questions, you had concerns, mm-hmm. but you were, and you guys didn't know me except for Gadoosh Dush, but, but we never <laughs> yeah. met, right? Yeah. Um, but you guys, and, and I, and I wish more YouTubers and podcasters were like this, but you guys had questions, but you were very respectful, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you're like, you're like, you, and I could just tell by your voice, it's like, gosh, I hope this is successful. Like, yes. you want it. To succeed, and there's yeah. so many others out there that are like, "Oh my God, stupid idea! This is gonna fail!" Blah right. blah 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 blah. And it's like, why if you're a, if you love video games, mm-hmm. why would you want to see anything fail? Right. Like, yeah. is, right. is your ego need that much stroking that no. you can tell somebody a year from now, "Oh, I was right. Seriously. I called yeah. it right." Like, who fuck? Wouldn't you? It, it's like the same thing. Like, there's so much hate for GameStop. Mm. Right. Yeah, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, GameStop's going to go out of business. They suck, blah, blah, blah. GameStop, screw them. They're going to be. And I'm like, why would you want the only <laughs> national video game chain? And all yeah. they do is video game. OK, yeah. do they have some issues and problems? And maybe some people had some yeah, bad experience. Yeah, yeah. OK, yeah. fine. But they're a they're a multi-million dollar right. company. Right, right, of right. course, you're going to you can't get it right every time. Yeah. But for crying out loud, people, mm-hmm. they're the only place. <laughs> national chain <laughs> that sells video games and you want them to fail and go away. It's like, uh, I, 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 just, I don't understand the thinking. So I just wanted to send out, you know, some, some, some gadoosh douches to you guys <laughs> to say, to say I, I appreciate how you approached it. Um, you know, it was cautious, but positive. And so I, I loved it and I wish more people uh, would, would, would approach things the way you guys do. So I just wanted to give you a, props for that i'm not trying to kiss your ass i don't have to. no that no, means no, a lot man. we appreciate no, it, it. thank you so much that means a lot well tommy one yeah. second like uh to go off the point you just made you remember when uh well you understand how big of a failure the wii u was for nintendo and when the switch well was... yeah, yeah big failure but it sold 15 million units so <laughs> exactly. I'll what? yeah I was if, like, if that's what a failure yeah, is yeah. i want to fail <laughs> <laughs> seriously and it's like but no but it was a failure on the bigger stage yes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and when the, the switch was first revealed there wasn't not everybody was like oh this is the greatest thing some people were like nintendo right. you need to get out of the home console right. you need to get out of the console business yep. very, and just yep. walk yep. what are you thinking now and yep. look yeah. what happened to it so it was just like, I, I think the biggest one was the Wii. 
The yeah. Wii was the biggest red flag. Actually, yeah. uh, even yeah, me. Yeah. I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. they're crazy. They're done. They're going to go by the way of Sega. Like, this is insane. Yeah. And it yeah. ends up being the third biggest selling home yeah. console of all time. Yeah. So I'll be the first one to admit yeah. before it came out, mm-hmm. I was wrong. I was like, oh, I, I just I didn't see it coming. But but go ahead. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I was, I was just saying, like, people were wrong about the Switch, and now you see, yeah. you know, see the way it is. So it's just like, I see the Intellivision, I'm just like, no, I, I see a lot of potential in the console, you know, mm-hmm. something for the family. You know, I'm going to be a father soon, so I'm thinking to right. myself, I, I right. love video games, and I want to be able to share that with my daughter, uh, you, know, when she, you know, when she gets older and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't really want the first games that she plays to be like 3D games. Like I want them to be cool. I but... know. Roblox, Minecraft even. <laughs> right? that's, what like seven, <laughs> that's what seven and eight-year-olds are on. That's yeah, like their yeah. first thing in the gaming. And, yeah. you know, I mean, what, what you said right there, that that is the essence of, of what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. I see this huge gaping hole in the video game industry I walk around E3 and Tokyo Game Show and Gamescom every year for the last 10 years and go, yeah, my I, I my mom and dad are still alive mm-hmm. and they're 78 years old. And and I'm like, I, I can't play any of these games with with my parents. Mm-hmm. I can't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, there's not a single game I could play with my dad. I put a PlayStation 4 or Xbox controller in front of my dad. Yeah. He goes, you know, if. Freaking panic attack! Like we used to play yeah. in television baseball. Me and my dad yeah. all the time. Me and my mom would play in television bowling. Me and my little brother would play hockey or Utopia or Frog Bog or Bump and Jump. I mean, that was like a daily thing for us. And and that doesn't exist anymore. Now, are there exceptions to the rule? Absolutely. There's certain couch co-op games. But again, you look at what the more popular ones are. Mm-hmm. Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Really? Is my mom going to be playing Super Smash Brothers on the Switch? <laughs> Probably uh, yeah. No. And so, so you know, so pe- the first thing people will say is, oh, well, Tommy doesn't know about this game on the Switch or whatever. And, then, and we play this and he's an idiot because he's got... No, 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 I'm not saying that. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is we are, cre- we are creating a machine that focuses on family and friends getting together. Every game has single player, Mm. but every game is more fun to play the more people on the couch at the same time. We do not, we're not going to have multiplayer online Mm. because, you know, multiplayer in the 21st century, Mm. when when the internet snuck into gaming in the late 90s, multiplayer now meant a kid in a dark room with his headphones on, mm, right? Yeah. And yeah. as we get older, and I'm a little older than you guys, I'm 51. Um, what you'll find, guys, is that the older you get, your your love for gaming mm-hmm. isn't going to go away, mm-hmm. but your time management. And again, like like Tell when you that. when you have <laughs> yeah, your seriously. you say a daughter or yeah. Da- when you have your daughter next week, your, <laughs> next week all your all your priorities are going to change, right? Yeah. And and so when you when and then when she starts to grow up, and then you're going to do this and that, you're not going to have eight hours right. to spend on Red Dead Two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or Call of Duty <laughs> or, or GTA, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not going to have that time anymore. Mm-hmm. And so when you do get a chance to play games 
You're going to be by yourself because your wife's not playing Call of Duty with you. No. Your daughter's too young to play Fortnite. She's no. not going to be playing, right? right? So you're going to be in a room by yourself with your headphones on trying to get in a couple hours of gaming. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to feel guilty. <laughs> you're you're mm-hmm. gonna feel guilty yeah, because you spend four or five hours and yeah. your daughter's downstairs growing up right, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. and so and so what we're doing at in television to break it down to like it's dna mm-hmm. we're not selling guilt <laughs> you don't feel guilty when you spend time with your friends and family mm-hmm. that's what we're selling we're selling time with your friends and family we're using technology to bring people back together because technology in the 21st century has split families apart. People are always talking about, Oh, they don't want to give, you know, every their kids are getting too much screen time, screen time, screen time. And, and all see what happened guys is casual gaming. The Wii was unbelievable because it proved my point. Mm -hmm. Nintendo's already proved my point. That was 13 years ago. Can you believe it was that long ago? 2006. Mm -hmm. And when that came out, they proved my point, which is non-gamers or casual gamers will absolutely buy a home video game system Mm -hmm. as long as it's easy and fun to play. Mm -hmm. Right? And, And what happened is when the Wii started to, to fade out, because see, what this is an important thing to know. Like, I was working on a lot of the original Wii titles. Like, like uh, I worked with five years with, with Shigeru Miyamoto on Metroid Prime. And, and, and so what happened is when the Wii came out and it, and it shipped with Wii Sports, they were, Nintendo caught lightning in a bottle. Hmm. They never even... Right realized like they didn't try to go out and sell these to nursing homes right yeah. but nursing homes were buying them yep. my mom bought one my why point. it wasn't to play halo it wasn't to play <laughs> you know the next god award yeah, i'm gonna slip it in as much as i can it, <laughs> it, it, it was to do this to, to to go bowling it was mm-hmm. one simple thing they didn't need a 50 million dollar blah 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 they just just this Right. right. But what happened is Nintendo of America and Nintendo of Europe were screaming at Nintendo of Japan. They're like, hey, we're selling these things to grandmas and nursing homes. Let's do like a shuffleboard game and let's do like card games. Again, this is before mobile and casual. Right. Right. Let's do all these casual games. And Nintendo of Japan, they're like, it's not what we do. We don't make (laughs) games. We make yeah. games right. for our Nintendo fans. Right. And by the way, I'm not trying to like disparage Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Nintendo is a great company, great content, and they know their audience mm-hmm. better than any other video game company out there. Agreed. They know their audience. That's why they're yep. a $40 billion company, mm-hmm. right? Agreed. And yeah. so they they didn't want to take their focus off their their hardcores mm-hmm. right? right so what did they do when the Wii came out you had metroid prime mm-hmm. smash brothers mm-hmm. pokemon mm-hmm. you know pikmin mario zelda they went right back to their wheelhouse it didn't even and come here's with a Wii crazy stat in for Japan. you a, yeah. a huge a huge amount of people i think it's like 30 percent never purchased a game after the nintendo Wii. They spent $249. My mom was one of them. You probably know people. And just to do this, right? And then what happened, guys, is that 
now that you know no one they weren't really making shuffleboard and pool and darts you know nintendo first party or whatever and all the other stuff that the other developers were making was like a bunch of shovelware because their a teams and b teams Mm -hmm. were making games for playstation xbox and pc so they'd throw like the c teams on on the wii because everyone was like ah this isn't going to be a big thing this and that that was the downfall but then what happened is casual then moved over to mobile, right? Yep. And when mobile happened, what's the problem with mobile? Uh, the biggest issue with mobile is control. isolation. <laughs> no controllers. It's solitary. So every single casual game, true casual game, I don't want to say every single one, because again, people would be like, no, there's well, one there's other thing. No. Right. Okay. The majority of casual games as words with friends. are on mobile and it's you and a screen. I've yeah. never played a mobile game with somebody mm. on my phone. No. In the same room. It's like, yeah. I have, but it, again, it's the exception to the rule. Yeah. It was like a board game. Was it Jackbox? <laughs> yeah, it's something similar, similar to that. that. It was similar to yeah. that. Yeah. 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 It's like a Jackbox thing. Yeah. yeah and and yeah. again, but even Jackbox is like adult content, right? Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. there's no That's family true. of four yeah, you're right. sitting yeah. in their living room With their yeah. all playing the same mobile game no, together. You're right. you're right. No more casual. So our whole goal is mm-hmm. we're going to create amazing casual games that anyone can pick up and play mm. no matter what your skill level. Mm-hmm. So it, um, that was my big goal. I want a grandparent because mm. that's another big problem with the industry. You look at the industry, you play a game like Fortnite. Mm-hmm. If you're a non-gamer trying to play, and I love Fortnite, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but if you're a non-gamer trying to play that game, <laughs> the amount of time it takes you to get up to speed yeah. It's not fun for a non-gamer. They'll never do it. And the controls are too complex and this and that, right? So it's like a Mm non-starter. And then, so that's the idea is I want a grandfather Mm. or grand grandparent Mm -hmm. to be able to play with their grandchildren Mm -hmm. and the mom or dad parent and all have them playing together and all having the ability to beat the other person. I don't want anyone to feel like they have to sandbag. Hmm. I don't want, because that's not fun. And I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, I'm left out and I'm getting beat all the time. And that's Hmm. what our karma gaming engine is about, Hmm. is that, you know, like the person in last place, because remember, everybody's got a screen. Everybody's got a screen. I got a controller right here, boy. Everybody has a screen. And remember, you can hook up to eight mobile devices as well to the machine. But everybody has a screen. <laughs> and so the person in last place, hmm. we can buzz their controller hmm. and they can look down and we can give them hints. Hmm. Or we can, you know, where to go next and where the bonus is going to come out or whatever. Or we can make the protagonist in the game. Hmm attack the person in first be a little more aggressive than the person in first place as right. opposed to the person in last place so these kind of balancing real time on the fly handicapping and balancing mm-hmm. is kind of like a really kind of fun thing so that's that's the goal is that casual has gone away mm-hmm. from for couch co-op and we're bringing it back mm-hmm. okay. that's awesome okay. that's very awesome, that's very awesome. So now you... uh, and i also just want to add one last thing to that which is there's also single player games that hardcore gamers are going to love as well too. Right. Okay. So there is okay. that as well. Like, you know, you don't have to have a room full of people. Mm-hmm. There's some really amazing 
challenging games that hardcores are going to love as well. So I just want to throw that in too. It's not okay. like just a, it's not a kid's machine. It's <laughs> right. an everybody machine. Okay. okay. Awesome. So seeing as if you have that uh, controller up, we got a question for yes. that. I was just about to segue okay. into the controller. It's awesome yes. that it comes in black. I just saw it for the first time that it comes in black. I just, <laughs> we got cool. black, we got white, we got oh, all shit. red. We got all sorts of purple. Here. Galaxy purple. All right. <laughs> Galaxy <laughs> purple. Right. Now, Tommy, going right off of what you were saying before about the Wii, how, you know, like you got grandmothers want to take the controller, 